Hi, I'm Pastor Jack Wilson, and this is You Think. Today I want to talk about angels, and the title of this uh, little blog here is Angels Among Us. Now the first time we see the word angel in the Bible is in Genesis, chapter 16, verse 7, where it says, And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself unto her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for a multitude. Well, as many already know, the angel of the Lord is Jesus himself. And that's a shock to some of you. Uh, the word angel does not demean Jesus by saying he's an angel, but it also means deputy. And you know what a deputy is. You deputize somebody to go out and to do a job. A messenger, specifically of God, that is, an angel, also a prophet, priest, or teacher, ambassador, angel, king, messenger. So an angel could be me or another pastor or teachers, but in this case it was Jesus, someone to bring the message. Now tell me, how do we know this was Jesus? Give up? It was because of what he said. I will multiply thy seed exceedingly that it shall not be numbered for multitude. A regular angel could not do this. Throughout the Bible, Jesus shows up as the angel of the Lord and was with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was with Gideon and many other occurrences. And what causes Jesus to show up personally as opposed to an ordinary angel is unknown. Many instances of the Jews moving through the wilderness uh, the Bible refers to as an angel who guided them through and protected them. However, when we see Baalim going to curse Israel, it was Jesus again who appeared. I'm not sure just when the angel is Jesus and when he is not. For example, look at this verse. In Judges uh, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Betchum, and said, I made you go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. This angel calls him an angel of the Lord, but his speech indicates he is Jesus. Actually, we see Michael argue for Moses' body and Gabriel talk to Mary and Joseph, but unless another angel is indicated, and beginning to think it's always was Jesus when an angel came. Seems like in the Old Testament, he did all the visiting. Actually, even in the New Testament, it was Jesus much of the time. There had been times when Jesus showed up with other angels, as when he went down to Sodom. The angel that got Peter out of prison was called the angel of the Lord. People knew they had angels assigned to them, in the New Testament, as we read in Acts chapter 12, verse 15, And they said unto her, 
thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. Even the unbelievers believed, Acts 23.8, for the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. <coughs> it must also be careful, uh, we must also be careful not to mistake the devil for an angel. 2 Corinthians 11.14, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transferred into an angel of light, or an angel preaching a false gospel, Galatians 1.8. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Angels will separate the wicked from the saints. Matthew 13.49. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. They protect the children. Matthew 18.10 Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven there are angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. The Bible says we will judge angels. However, if they are not fallen, I am not sure what we would judge. 1 Corinthians 6.3 says, Know ye not that ye shall judge Angels? How much more things that pertain to this life. Angels make take on different appearances for a whole host of reasons. Hebrews 13.2 says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares ministering. Finally, angels are there to watch over us. Hebrews 1.14 are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Angels are, are there for us. We have our own ministering angels if we are saved or going to be saved. However, nowhere does it say, ever to say, pray to the angels or call on the angels for help. All come. It is always God who sends out an angel. To tell him what to do. He's dispatched to help us. And I don't know how that works. And we're not supposed to know how that works. We're not supposed to pray to them. We're not supposed to call on them or ask for help from them. We seek our help from God all the time. And how he chooses to deliver us is up to him. We're going to cut this a little short today, being that uh, the COVID has affected us once again over here in the Philippines. And I'm doing this from home, from my uh, laptop, and so the sound may not be as good as it usually is. Not that it's so good when I do it in the office, but uh, all my work is there. But I, I would like to bring up another subject while I'm here, and it's the subject of the rapture. You know, there's so many people that have so many different uh, opinions on, uh, on the rapture. Uh, they speak about the rapture when bodies go flying through the air. As long as I've been saved, I've been told about Jesus coming for me and what is known as the rapture. It is, as it's been explained, will be at some time in the future and all Christians will be removed from off the earth. Okay, I can go along with that. Uh, there has been countless books and movies even videotape pleas to the 
unsaved to report, hoping they will realize when they see the truth of the rapture and all Christians disappearing, they will then realize the truth and repent. I don't, however, subscribe to that belief anymore. I believe God has given me an insight which obviously seems so simple and obvious that I never saw before. We use the verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, in the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be saved, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Oh, I'm sorry, that should be, and the dead shall be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now we tell each other, in the twinkling of an eye, those who are Christians will be raptured. Plots would disappear and planes would crash as well as trucks and buses and all forms of transportation. We say that people all over the world will vanish and the world will be amazed. This just can't be true. Let's look at this verse and those surrounding it again. 1 Corinthians 15, 48 says, As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy, and as the heavenly, such as they also that are heavenly. In other words, physical bodies for the earth, spiritual for the heavens. 1 Corinthians 15, 49 says, And as we have Born the image of the earth, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. We now have an earthly body, we will get a heavenly one. First Corinthians fifteen fifty says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither death, corruption, inherit incorruption. Bodies do not and cannot enter the spiritual realm. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. The key word here is changed. 1 Corinthians 15, 52, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. The dead will be raised incorruptible, and we, the living, will be changed. Well, I mean, if the dead is rotten in the grave, how could they be incorruptible? Except, you know, you could say, well, God has fixed their bodies up. I'm not sure how you think about that. 1 Corinthians 15:53. For this corruptible, corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality and 54 says so when this incorruptible or this corruptible rather shall have put on incorruptible corruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall he uh, be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory so it is my observation of the facts that our bodies will simply fall to the ground as gravity permits and God will in a twinkling change us. 
so the plot will fall over the pilot rather will fall over the truck driver will slump in his seat etc and also those who will witness all the dead Christians will probably blame a virus so that God had taken the real evil ones away and the good ones are left behind God will extract the spirit from the body and so the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment and the truth of the matter is everybody's going to die everybody and the point of the rapture is when God extracts the spirit the spirit never dies but the body will be dead you have a different opinion email me at 7101 at usa.net 7101 at usa.net now let us pray dear heavenly father please protect all these people out there from this virus that's going around and please uh, stop this virus lord so we can continue to serve you and love you in this world as we wait for the next call me 7101 at usa.net uh, email me rather and uh, tell me what you think god bless